0: on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man?
0: From Belmont,
3: North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds.
2: You play to win the game.
3: Your tag team, champions of the world. Brian Rushing.
2: But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero.
3: The Rush Hour
2: Morning Show. It's, it's unbelievable. You know that's why sometimes I call you guys commies?
1: That's why.
0: And we welcome you back to the Rush Hour Morning Show, hour number two on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. For those of you that are tuning in on the stream, we thank you for doing so this morning, WGNCRadio.com. Before we get started, okay, because there's a lot of different places that we could go, okay? Friday night, I was at Highland Tech. Piedmont Community Charter Schools, they're taking on the Rams. Shout out to the nerd herd.
1: I heard they were on fire.
0: Okay. I I'm guys. <laughs> these I love these kids. I really, really love these kids because what what's happened, and again, I I they acknowledge themselves. As the nerd herd. So when you're a 51-year-old guy and you're talking about a bunch of 15, 16, 17-year-olds and you call them the nerd herd, there are going to be some folks that kind of might give you the side eye. But that's what they call themselves. That's what they call this crew. And you know the history behind it, Brad, because you heard about the history behind it. Shout out to Butch Blaylock. Now, so this, (sighs) something's happening over at Highland Tech that is incredibly fun and it's really galvanizing those people over there. And, it's, and, and in, all the, in all the times that I've ever been engaged in any sort of marketing or, or anything, these are the organic things that happen that are the most fulfilling and that have the biggest lasting impact on what's going on at a particular place.
1: And they're infiltrating the baseball team as well.
0: Well, it's happening to the baseball team, and ultimately it's it's going to it's gonna hit critical mass and it's gonna encompass the entirety of the school. So yeah. what's to do with the baseball team? Well, the baseball team is it, a lot of those kids are part of the nerd herd. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, they're really
1: the playoff r- game last year? I mean, I it was simp spark was rocking.
0: Okay. Well and I, days. I think That type of thing could happen to even greater measures in the upcoming years. Because here's one of the things that we started doing. Uh, During the boys' halftime, because during the girls' halftime, the boys get the opportunity to go out and shoot on the court. Well, during the boys' halftime, there's really nothing going on. And a lot of the times what you'll do is you'll just kind of open it up to random kids going out there and shooting. Well, it just so happened – and this, and this just happened. This was all the herd's doing. You had one guy go out there. His name was Chauncey. And now he's he's becoming a, a you know, he's becoming part of folklore at Highland Tech. So he goes out there and he slides in his, slides and his pants um, that probably need to be fastened a yeah. little better. But, you know. He, what,
3: he, he didn't have the slides on in the picture.
0: Well, he had the slides on. When he went to shoot, when he was out there on the floor, because okay. okay. he was he was playing against Erwin Sosa, okay, baseball. one of one of the star players yeah. for the baseball team, and all of a sudden it's like you know I started hyping this in the second quarter during a timeout, folks. Make sure you stick around for hurt at the half. I completely made that up during the course of the game, so now all now it's got a name. It's now hurt at the half, and what it is, it's nothing more than two kids from the nerd herd that are playing one on one against each other. And the nerd herd didn't leave; they stayed there and watched the entirety of the things. And the, and the parents, it was kind of like, well, what's going on? And 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 they're hearing me talk. And basically, all I'm doing is giving commentary over the PA system of this one-on-one basketball game, dropping a couple funny one-liners, things like that. And now the parents are engaged. And Chauncey wins the game again. Like, he he's he's undefeated. Wow. He defended the title last night as the Herd Hooper. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's fun. It engages the kids. Even the other side, the, the parents from PCCS, they were a little like, what are we watching? Why is everybody, oh, this is kind of cool. And it really is growing. And I think that's the whole point of high school sports is yes, there's a competition going on and in no way, shape or form was that getting in the way of the basketball game. It was during halftime. It was once the guys showed up to get their warm up in for the second half, the game was over, but it's really galvanizing those kids over at Highland tech. They seem to be having a ton of fun with it. And as soon as it was over, I'm like, guys, we got to get a picture. So we got a picture. We put it out on social media. And so that's the kind of thing that's happening, and it's really making it a lot of fun for me to get out and be around all these schools. And I'm hoping that this kind of thing can be replicated at some of the other places that we go to.
3: But listen, bro, that's the fun part about doing this show. Like, like, we can we can bash on the Panthers and the Hornets and people like. They're getting paid millions of dollars. They're grown men, right? right? I mean, they are grown yeah. men. Hey, if you if you if you want to be in the spotlight, you're going to be able to take the heat, right? Yep. You'll get it. But but when we're talking about middle school kids, because it's a hyper local show, when we talk about middle school kids, high school kids get to invest in those kids. You know what I'm saying? And help them get to the next level. Mm -hmm. And it's silly things. It's not really silly, but you get what I'm saying. It's giving them confidence, giving them an opportunity, putting the red light in front of those kids. You know, put the spotlight on them and let them have a chance to perform. Man, that's what it's all about.
0: And just giving them a chance to have fun and be kids in a really wholesome way. It's it's look, we understand. Okay. In high school, I really wish that all these kids were choir boys and girls. I really do. We know that's just simply not reality. But that seems like a really good group of kids over there at that particular school. And so for them to be able to go and do something, and it it means something to them, the parents are watching it happen in real time. The teachers are watching it happen in real time. That's something that can really galvanize the students, the teachers, the parents, the booster club, everybody involved there. It's something wholesome. It's something fun that's happening. And I think that's what the whole experience is supposed to be about.
3: Well, you know, th- that's, what we, that's what's happen- happening at North Gaston or it's what's going to happen, right? I mean, you get the football team that don't win a game last year and come out and make the playoffs the next year, you don't think that gets everybody else
1: excited? Sure. Yeah.
3: It, it, it makes people over at the 321 uh, f- flea market. Country What's that place? Or What's the th-
1: country corner or country kitchen. Yeah,
3: town, right? all, all those places. They want to come out of the woodworks now and support the program. And, and, and it's not just football. It's going to be wrestling and basketball and baseball and just more support. It's good for the community. As
0: long as nobody's bringing a caged Canada goose to the game, we're good because you'll see those over at three twenty one. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you can get those. Uh, <laughs> Don't hey, need I, any of that
0: going on. Going no, to sir. a couple
3: of Canadian geese, uh, maybe two or three goats, some guineas. Yeah, you can get all that stuff over there. Yeah, one, that's, one of the cool things. I know because I've done school. it before.
1: Yeah, one of the cool <laughs> things about high school sports, and I remember. Obviously, I'm going to remember some of the things that happened. We got to the Western Regional Final, yada yada, but I remember the guys. You know. They were on the corner. They still sit there. Noga. I think they call them Noga Nuts. We were, I think we were maniacs then or whatever, you know, shirts, shirts were off, you know, whether that's cliche or whatever, you know, they had to put them back on. But I remember that. I remember I didn't play football, but we loaded up my 1991 Camry. We had seven people in the Camry. We had somebody in the trunk and we would go to every football game, seven or eight people, two people in the trunk, three people in the back seat. three people in the front seat. That's now, that, the things I remember. Now, is
0: that something that mom just found out now on the show?
1: Uh, I think I told her it once the other, okay. time, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So.
0: But I mean, that's it's those things. And like I'm excited because tomorrow night, I'm going to be over at South Point. South Point's going to be taking on Fort Mill High School. And then on Friday night, Ashbrook. Look, I'm telling you. It should be a zoo. This game should not happen this early. I know it has to. This game is going to be massive. This Ashbrook team, I'm completely bought into this group. These guys can play. And they're going to be coming into South Point for this early of a conference massive basketball game. And I only hope that it lives up to the hype. And I hope that people are ready to get there on Friday night. It's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. I'm excited to be there for it. Um, Look, this is... This is what I signed up for. This is fun. And and to have it happening at the high school basketball level is fantastic. I do want to congratulate the Highland Tech girls who beat Piedmont Community Charter. Maddie Letts came off the bench. I think she got to double figures. I know that she hit three triples in the ballgame. Reese Thomas. Reese Thomas is one of the major players for this Highland Tech club. They really focused in on her. They kind of took her out of the game, and it created other opportunities. Maddie Letts was one of those one of those players that really benefited by having more of the spotlight being put on Reese Thomas. And then, of course, you've got Akila Taylor, who's the point guard of the club, probably the best all-around player for Highland Tech, if I'm being honest. You know, she does a lot of the legwork, brings the ball down the floor, facilitates a lot of stuff. They've got – Bailey Myers is another one of those players. They've got some pieces over at Highland Tech to where I think they're going to be a pretty good basketball team this year. And then, wouldn't you know, one of, the, one of the East girls for Piedmont Community Charter School just goes nuts in the second half of the game. Single-handedly kept Piedmont Community Charter in the game. So congratulations to the Highland Tech girls. The boys game, the Highland Tech boys – had a 58-55 lead going into the fourth quarter. And Piedmont Community Charter School took it to another level. They ended up winning the game 81 to 67. Oh, wow. Yeah. They put up 26 points in the fourth quarter, outscored Highland Ch- Highland Tech 26 to 9 in Ch- that fourth quarter. Change
1: the game plan, or what was it?
0: They just started hitting shots. shots. And they really started putting it in the chest of Highland Tech. That makes us contagious. And, you know, this is a Highland Tech club. I mean, look, Cooper – here's the one thing that did happen. Cooper McCraw controlled this game in the first half. Cooper McCraw's also on the football team at Highland Tech. Nobody wearing a Piedmont Community Charter School jersey had the ability to check him, okay? Cooper McCraw had his way around the rim. The entirety – of the first half, much of the second half. Yoel Mussier, okay, had a really strong game in the first half. Eli Sherrill, I really like his game. This kid can play a little bit. In fact, I really wish he had an opportunity to kind of take more shots and be a little more aggressively offensively, but he's trying to stay within the context of the offense. They, look, they just couldn't get it done in the fourth quarter. And I think that's part of the – the learning curve of of teams that are still trying to find their way around Figure winning out, right. late in the game. Right. Piedmont Community Charter School got the win.
3: Brian, you're talking about <clears throat> Coach coobs and South Point being at home uh, when it's Tuesday.
0: They're home Tuesday against Fort Mill. The Who Ashbrook. they? They only lost to Fort Mill sixty-seven to
3: sixty-six Correct. earlier in the season. Fort right. Mills three and two on the season. But before that, they play at Catawba Ridge tonight. Tonight, yeah, right. Catawba Ridge six and one. Then they play Ashbrook later this week. Ashbrook five and zero. Oh. Asbury going to East Lincoln tomorrow, and they only beat East Lincoln by one point on Saturday. So now they're going to East Lincoln tomorrow. So they got a tough game before they play South Point. And I
1: believe East Lincoln beat Kings Mountain. From what I in Kings Mountain should be pretty doggone good. Well, hey, and that's go that, ahead. Let's and, make a pick six, pick one on Friday.
0: Who you got? Uh, you, you talk. You talking Ashford, about South Point? See, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll be able to give you a whole lot better insight when they play Fort Mill tomorrow.
1: Okay. Thursday Thursday morning. So I'll be
0: there Tuesday for that game and then that'll give me some insight. The reality is as you look at I mean we've got to get Darren Dellinger on the show. If you can hear us out there, we've got to get Ashbrook head coach Darren Dellinger on the show. Your Ashbrook club is somebody we got to talk about. Please reach out to us. Let's get this done.
3: And they did beat Kings Mountain on Saturday by 6. I think it was 68 68- 60
1: or 62nd, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: They did beat
0: him,
1: and they've got the Bradley Floyd kid at uh Kings Mountain, yeah. He's a good,
0: well, good little player. The East Lincoln game, okay. Jackson Fannin, 37 points on Friday night against Ashbrook, eight triples, nine of 11 from the free throw line. Wow, had a big, big night. I think against Kings Mountain, I think he, by comparison, was a little off his game. I think he had 14 in that ball game, but I mean. You know, you're looking at 37 against Ashbrook. He certainly owned the night.
3: Hey, before we go to break, l- let's not forget to talk about. We talked about it last week. We we thought that Reedsville would win another state championship. They did. Two A state champions. Also, the Hickory Red Tornadoes, who you were high on. You know, once they beat East Lincoln earlier in the season, you said, "Hey, man, these guys are good." Well, state champions in Hickory, and here's the crazy thing about that, Brian. Their quarterback. And their running back are both juniors. So both of those oh, guys, wow. yeah, both of those guys coming back. We talked about them this season. Brady Stober, uh, the kids, uh, he's thrown for 5,700 yards in his career. That's a ton, because. It's
0: a couple miles. Yeah,
3: he, uh, Brady Stober, Isaiah Lackey, the
0: running back. Both how, those ma- have, how many yards did you say? 5,700 7. 5, in his career. That's almost three and a half miles.
1: Oh. You know, I tried to do it quick.
0: That's what I'm saying. 1,720 yards is a mile.
3: Well, he's thrown it. Yeah. Oh, he's thrown it. <laughs> and I ran 16 and a half of them Saturday, <laughs> and I'm still feeling it in my calves. Yeah, those guys – hey, listen, those guys are going to be good next year.
0: Well, and, and I'm going to be very intrigued to see how Dave Lubowitz retools for next season and – If we're still around, we got to make sure that that East Lincoln-Hickory game is something that we're checking out next fall because that one's going to be one worth watching.
1: Might be one time to go on the road again for you.
0: I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. Okay. We'll have to see what happens. Let's do it. Get to that point. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about those high school football championship games as all four championship games were won by the Western Regional Finalists. All that as we come back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allentate Realtors, John R. Boland can assist you with your real estate needs whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Boland at Allentate Realtors That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allentate Realtors.
2: on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound.
0: Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. What's wrong? Huh? Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Wait, what? what? What is? What is going on?
3: Well, I, I'm over. I'm trying to get a guest on the last hour, and he sure. said he said revels, and I yeah. was like I was like a dog when you hold up a tennis ball. I was like, what? what is, re- it. is
1: it ready? I told you I missed it. Is it time I, for revels? It's in my brain every morning, seven.
0: Do you see me, me? I look like a lab puppy at the lake. Yeah, that's what I. You sent me perk up. Let's go. Uh, okay. First of all, you thought I was on them vodka cranberries okay. again? Uh, ho- <laughs> hold, hold on. A <laughs> Wait on my kidneys okay. shut down. We're we're gonna get to revels. Okay. Okay. Just not the second. Okay. Jeez. Good grief. Hey man, can can the captain of the ship <laughs> what? have control of the rudder for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We, Jason, we're ahead. gonna we're gonna get to it. It's your boy over here. He got me excited. I, I know. I, he he got to tra- train. You got to it. train him better. It's his day off. He needs to treat it like it's a day off. He needs to
1: get fired on his day off, like that dude <laughs> on okay. Friday. Here we go. Kick my.
0: Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Hold on. Here here we go. Okay. Yes, we're. We're working on trying to get a late conversation this morning. That is something we'll be working on here in just a moment. So with that said, a couple things that we want to cover, okay? First of all, by the time we get to the end of the show, we're going to have talked about Belmont winning the wrestling championship in Gaston County, basically going wire to wire. They won all of their duels. Throughout the regular season, they win the championship with all the gold medal winners and all the total points that could have been accumulated. They come away with the title. I'm going to talk about the football championship games that took place this weekend. And then we're going to talk about Queens and App State. So, Brad, since you're here, I'll go ahead and dial you up into this one. Queens... Queen's University of Charlotte played Carolina University on Saturday. Got an easy win. We kind of anticipated this. Right. But this is a club that's going to be welcoming App State. We had a chance to talk to Grant Leonard on Friday. He was in studio about the import and the impact of this game. Right. Now, as far as I'm concerned, the reality of this is this could just as easily be the Charlotte 49ers, a club that you have – a lot of ties to, that's very close to your heart. Correct. This could very easily, just as just as simply, been the Charlotte 49ers playing Queens University. I think, ultimately, that's going to happen. Got to. Now, whether it happens at the Levine Center, I don't know. I don't know. But for App State, Dustin Kearns, who just last Sunday, not yesterday, but the week before, just beat Auburn
1: to be Vincent. willing
0: to make the trip. Right. To come down to the Levine Center, first of all, kind of tells you about the fact that Dustin Kearns isn't really going to run or try to play snob to anybody as it relates to scheduling. But it also kind of gives you an idea of the immense opportunity that sits in front of the Queens Royals coming up on Wednesday at the Levine Center against the App State Mountaineers.
1: It'll be a big opportunity for both teams to put a stamp, I guess what you say, a stamp in North Carolina. Um but I'll be anxious to see how Appalachian State tries to contain Mr. McKee. Um, that'll be a key to the game, in my opinion. Um, I'm not familiar with a lot of the Appalachian State, but it's a huge statement game. It's, this is the Carolina Duke for our area.
0: Well, and, and here's, here's the thing, okay? App State has a lot of front-line play. They are really athletic. They've got some size. They could create a problem. As, as they should. I mean, they're a sunbelt school, okay? They could create a problem for Queens as it relates to the front line because Queens has a great batch of guards. They're really dynamic in their backcourt. Really they good. really are. I really like watching their backcourt. Dayton Albury is a solid, solid guard with some great leaping ability. He's a sports center top ten guy from earlier in the year. Of course, A.J. McKee – just has great physicality, is able to protect the basketball while going to the rim and all that kind of stuff. But this App State club, there's a reason that you're able to beat a team from the Southeastern Conference, and that's because you've got some front-line size and you've got some front-line athleticism. And App State certainly has that, and I'm going to be very interested to see if some of the home cooking, the friendly rims, if you will, might be able to negate that front-line advantage that the Mountaineers would have. I know that I plan on being at the game Wednesday night. I certainly want to make sure that I'm in the Levine Center for that game on Wednesday night. Trying to trying to work that around my schedule as we speak.
1: It'll be interesting. Boxing, they say styles make fights. It'll be interesting to see how the dynamic um, of the size versus the guard play. Uh, will Queens be able to speed it up or you know, will Appalachian want to muck it down a little bit and try to busted inside it's it's a it's always a interesting battle when you have two teams of the opposite um, realm and like that
0: well one of the things that had been happening recently for dustin kern's club is they had really played at a really slowed down t- kind of tempo right they're really trying to open it up more this year yeah so like the 69 64 score they had against auburn was really more of the old Appalachian way of playing basketball. They want to rush it up the floor now, and, and and if they do that Wednesday against Queens and there's more possessions to be had, I think that's actually going to benefit Queens. I think if App State is able to be fully competent on the offensive side of the basketball and they play up-tempo, I think that could create a real problem for Grant Leonard's club. But Grant Leonard... Wants, and he talked about yeah, it, he's, he's going to want 90 possessions yeah. or better in the course of half. that game. Yeah. If that happens, then you got to give Queens a puncher's chance in this contest, especially at home against App State. And as
1: I always say, the three-point shot is the equalizer.
0: No yeah. question. No question about so, it. Um, it's, and it's really, you know, and, and I had talked about this on the show, you know, how 1979 was the year. That changed college basketball forever. Well, even just a few years after that, once the three shot, the three-point shot became a thing, and the and the shot clock became a thing, those those rule changes right there really began to set the tone for subpar clubs athletically to really give themselves an opportunity to overtake really good, really athletic clubs. And we've seen it nowadays. This is how mid-majors have an opportunity to beat high seeds in the NCAA tournament. If you've got a club that is experienced, that can run an offense and not necessarily feel the heat and the pressure of the moment and can have enough poise to shoot with confidence and make those shots, we've seen it out of the likes of Furman. We've seen it out of the likes of Kennesaw State. If you can shoot the ball well from outside – you can give that first-round matchup a real headache.
1: Every time. It it, it it changes every dynamic. Three is more than two. It's No question. Simple. It's and, that simple.
0: And, and, and this is the thing about it. We we laugh at the likes of the University of Virginia for why they lose games that they probably shouldn't lose in the NCAA tournament, being the first team to ever lose a 16-1, all that. The reality is Virginia is one of the more vulnerable teams in all of the country, because they only give themselves possessions. 70 possessions Correct. versus 90 possessions. So when you're trying to keep a game in the 50s but a team gets hot, all of a sudden if if you if if another team goes on a 12-2 run against you and you're trying to hold them to 55 points in a ball game, those ratios aren't working in your favor. It's about a
1: quarter of the way there.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. And if that happens, that's problematic. Very and and that is where Virginia runs into some of the issues that they do. As long as they're able to, and 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 I really have. I've described it as Virginia's offense as the triple option offense of college basketball. That's just the way they operate. The reality is if teams go on runs like that, that's like picking up a couple touchdowns on, success, on, on successive possessions. You really put the team that likes to crawl the ball up and down the floor at a real disadvantage.
1: Well, Joby we talked about it last week. When you put that much pressure on the last, getting a shot at the last second, it's, and he said, you know, you got to take that first open look because defenses usually don't give another look. You put a lot of pressure on those last five seconds, and I'll call out my Charlotte team. Last year I saw just every possession they're shooting with two and three seconds on the shot clock and initiating the offense with six seconds. I mean, you have to have a special player to create that shot if you don't. You know, it puts a lot of pressure on you.
0: Well, and you talk about the context of the shot clock that sits at 30 seconds. Yes, that's a lot of time for defenses to concentrate on defense. However, there really gets to a point, and I don't necessarily know what that point is in the shot clock, but it really does get to a point to where now you get to the waning seconds of a possession and it really begins to benefit the defense yeah. as opposed to the offense. Rats now, whether, that is, whether that's four, five, six seconds, I would imagine it's somewhere in that realm, if you've played solid defense for 25 seconds, those final five seconds really become the enemy of the offense, and therefore they've got to rush something, and that really does give a, the defense, in my mind, A significant advantage. Every
1: time, because what you do is you put the ball in the hands of someone that does not want to create a shot or can't finish a shot. You keep it there, and you just let the chips fall where they fall, and a lot of times they don't fall in the basket.
0: Before we get out of here in this particular segment, I do want to go back to the North Carolina High School Athletic Association Championship football games. We did tease this a little bit. For those of you that missed us early on the show, Weddington – Beat Wilmington Hoggard, 56-21. to 21. This was when you were checking out social media throughout the course of the weekend. Literally, I was watching tweets come out that Weddington was about to put the running clock on Wilmington Hoggard. Wow. If that'll put some context into this. Now, of course, they won the game by 35 points. So they were teetering in that measure anyway. You never expect something like that to happen in a state State championship game. game. I mean, there's no way that one team is going to completely overmatch another one. But that's exactly what Weddington did. Weddington jumped out on Hoggard. Hoggard had no answer for them. And they literally cruised. To a championship team. Basically, the post that I saw, they were literally emptying the bench in the second half wow. and just cruising to a state championship. How's that got to feel?
1: And Hoggard, don't they have they have a history, too, of being a good – Sure. Yeah, it's not well, like I mean, they're, this their first time ever being there.
0: But it's – it's I mean, think about it. I mean, if you're, if you're in that part of the world, Hoggard's going to be one of the places that you want to go play because right. – They've got great programs across the board. Yeah. Football should be no exception. And they got absolutely manhandled by Weddington, who is now the 4A state championship team. So congratulations to Weddington. And then Hickory, to beat Fayetteville 71st. We, we hear about Fayetteville 71st. Oh, Anytime program. Anytime you start talking about the state conversation, Fayetteville 71st is absolutely one of those teams that you have to talk about. Hickory, we talk about this club's offense, but they held 71st to 26 points. In this day and age, 26 points isn't the same as the 26 points back in the day. Back in the day, 26 points is a big number. Big number. Now, not so much. To be honest with you, that's probably an average day at the offense or at the office for many teams as it relates to their offensive prowess. Hickory, in a state championship game, was able to hold 71st to those 26 points. They put 33 up, and they win by a touchdown. They are the 3A state champion. And let's be honest, with some of the things that Corky was talking about a segment ago, this is a team that's built for long-term success when some of the major pieces of your offense are going to be returning that gives you a significant advantage moving forward. And again, already, I'm sure the chess game is being had to where teams are trying to figure out, okay, how do we beat the Red Tornadoes next year?
1: Yeah, there's two guys you're going to have to stop, and it looks like nobody stopped them this year. so
0: Certainly didn't, as yeah. this club ran the table to win the State 3A Championship. And then, of course, we talk about Reedsville, Clinton, another two programs that are just phenomenal. Reedsville got the better of it. 28 to 18 over Clinton to win the 2A championship when you have two teams that are this dominant let's,
3: let's, try, I'm, try, I'm try, sorry trying to give you some sign language what was that two, two three
0: 23
3: two. state championships okay uh, yeah okay
0: what right. <laughs> What'd you think? I, I didn't I, give you that. I thought, no, no that. No, <laughs> That's that number I know it's she not 11. 11. See, I. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you this. See, I was.
1: I was thinking the score was wrong. That was my first time. I was
0: like, what is. 23? No, they 23. weren't a two and a three seed. I, I didn't understand. Okay. So, yeah, the 23rd state championship for Reedsville. Look, these, these are elite teams That's, at yep. the 2A level. <laughs> and Reedsville bringing home the hardware once again. And then.
3: What if they recruit up there?
0: <laughs>
3: Coach,
1: you listening?
0: In IL. <laughs> Mayberry wins the state championship, won a state champion, beating Tarboro 21, 21 to 3. Congratulations to Mount Airy. Hey,
3: Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a
0: horrible one. Well,
1: yeah, it was okay.
0: Okay. There's, I wonder, okay. Do they embrace the Mayberry persona? Why wouldn't they? At Mount Airy High School. So, I mean, do you think there's literally like a sheriff that's kind of sitting down there on the corner that's supposed to be security that kind of looks like Barney Fife?
3: That would be amazing. Yeah, Play, kinda, play
0: that They're up. selling 8
3: by 10s <laughs> <laughs>
0: T-shirts, <laughs>
3: having a little merch. Stand. I mean,
0: you know, I mean, right. let's be honest. That could work. That could really, really work. I mean, yeah.
1: Don't, don't you pass it going toward the beach sometimes in that the town on the left. Mayberry? Yeah. No, no, no. no, that, no that's
0: heading What's, that is there's a town that is the... north and west of Winston Salem. No. I don't like when, I'm, when I'm at Grove Stadium. Mm-hmm. Well when that's I'm right at up, a right legacy up, stadium. Right
3: up 77. Okay.
0: Right. So when you're when you're looking to the north end zone at a legacy stadium, formerly known as Grove Stadium, and you look off to your left.
1: Yeah. Those sort
0: of hills that you see off in the distance. That's Mayberry. That's getting toward Mayberry. Okay. So. Turn around. That's okay. Um, We're through this segment. Corky, I just want to make sure. Yeah, Coach Hood, he's ready. He's ready to go. Dakota Hood will be on with us. The coach of the county champion, Belmont Middle School Wildcats, will be with us. He's calling in on the show when we return. So, with that said. Quirky Franks, huh? yeah. here's what I'm going to do. What you got? I'm going to hand this to you. And before we go okay. to our break, we're going to take care of this. So let's see. Here we go. It look was at, a weekend. <laughs> look at Brad over there It was a weekend <laughs> of champions. He's he's excited. So let's dive into you it. You know, the, I,
3: I was listening back to one of the podcasts last week, right? All right. Remember I said, just give me something to incorporate. a Brad throws out. Mustaches, I remember that. Mustachios, one. right? They had a pretty good ad read that day, right?
0: Stash action.
3: Yeah, stash action. A- stash action. Had that going on last week, right? Well, Brian, you just talked about.
1: The lights on. Go ahead. Oh, the lights on. Yeah, we ready? Yeah, we are ready.
3: Well, Brian just mentioned champions, right? Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to have Coach Dakota Hood coming on the next segment. He's a champion. He's a champion. Belmont Middle had like nine, eight or nine gold ch- champions in the county championships, right? We just talked about the high school champions. Maybe you're a bronze medalist where you're at work right now. You know, maybe you're you're not at the top of the food chain. Maybe you're not happy with your seventh place finish. Maybe there's somebody above you. Maybe you're looking. Go ahead, Ryan. Maybe you're the gold medal winner at a subpar company. Maybe you are. i tell you how you can get an opportunity to be a champion every single day. And that's by calling 704-864-2000. And asking for Jason Crisp, that's because Revels Contracting Services is hiring, and they've been specializing in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. They are located in Gastonia, and they're hiring site superintendents, electricians, drywall and ceiling installers, as well as medical imaging install technicians. Now, listen, we talked about Niner Brad being in the studio, taking a couple of those PTO days, those comp days, before he loses them.
1: Do they offer any?
3: Well, i tell you what they do offer. I know for sure. They offer competitive pay vacation, holiday pay, 401k and insurance. So I'm sure I'm sure if you don't use you know you know how, if if you don't use it, you lose it, right? So you get those days, I'm assuming is that okay to do here? Am I giving, getting Jason Chris to give away a couple of days? <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen, I don't know, but I will tell you how you can find out. Call him. Go online at revelscontracting.com or pick up the phone, give him a call 704 704- a six four two thousand. I'm sure he can answer all those questions. And you know, Brian, just like you said, you may not be a champion at your workplace. You may not be happy where you are. Just pick up the phone, give him a call. Seven zero four a six four two thousand. As for Jason Chris, and maybe the opportunity's there for you to become a champ and All work right. for a championship team that's been around since 1986.
1: There you go. This is one of the highlights of my day.
3: Mine, too. I love it. I love it. it. Well, well, we'll I, you know, you we'll see, see how I, on board. I tossed it to Brian to try to give a, you know, feel like five seconds there, and he was ready to go to break. <laughs> so we should cut the ad short early.
0: Well, no. No, I think we, he, we've done it. I think okay. Jason
1: Chris would be very pleased. I am.
0: We're going to break. We'll be back in just a minute on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k, and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704 864 for 2000. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show, Monday morning. Let's get right into it. The head coach of the Gaston County Champion Belmont Middle School Wildcats Wrestling Team, Dakota Hood. Coach, good morning. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning <laughs> Show. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing good. How are y'all? Hey, Coach Hood, I, listen, I know you're at work.
3: Just just a heads up, if you get fired, I know you where you can get a job. Revel's contracting. They're hiring. Just letting, it, letting you know. <laughs> I hear
0: you. Coach Hood, congratulations on your Wildcats winning the Gaston County Wrestling Championship. If you can, just kind of give us a reset of how dominant your club was this year. They ran through duels undefeated. They got to Saturday in Cherryville and really performed apparently quite well. Would love to get your thoughts on how your team performed last Saturday in the county championship
4: man, it was special. Uh, we had a special group of kids that, that come in every day and worked hard and, um, battled through adversity and loved each other. And we had a great coaching staff that loved each other and loved the kids. And man, it was more of a family than a team, to be honest with you. We, uh, we come to, we come with a purpose every day. And we had a, we had a saying that today you got a choice every day. We got a choice and, uh, a lot of kids bought in and made good choices. And, uh, it, it came out in our favor. So.
0: Dakota Hood here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, if you could rattle off a few of the names of some of the wrestlers that really performed at their weight class and came away with gold medals, if you can possibly remember them. I know we're putting you on the spot.
4: Hey, it's okay. We had, uh, so we had eight gold medalists, um, and there were was, was some kids that, that, that came out of nowhere that – Man, when the lights came on, they and they stepped on the mat and a whistle blew that they showed out. Um, Josh Williams, he's the seventh grader, um, special kid. We call him Poker Face because he he never gets too high, he never gets too low. He's just even keel, and uh, he uh, actually took out the number one seed in the second round of the tournament Saturday and uh, got to the finals and. The kid he wrestled in the finals was was a heck of an athlete himself, and very strong, very sound wrestler. Josh hadn't wrestled before, uh, but he stepped on the mat and and he come away with a gold medal. Uh, Wade Jeffries, he's a he's an eighth grader. He ended the season undefeated. And he was a leader for me all season. Um, he was a a voice in the room, and and he put an exclamation point on his eighth grade year as a wrestler. Um, Man, the best wrestler in the county, in my opinion, is Amon Scott. Um, you can ask any of those other coaches in this county who they don't want their kid to, to line up with, and Amon would be one of them. Uh, he had a little adversity in the beginning of the season. He had a concussion coming in and missed the first match. And um, But, man, he battled back, and, and he's another one of those vocal leaders that come in there and uh, ended up uh, winning gold. You had a, a sixth grader in the 76-pound weight class, Gray McCorder. He has a lot of family ties to Belmont. And, his clothes uh, – His, ma- his, his grand Coach, his clothes may weigh more than 76 pounds. <laughs> yes, sir. I, he's he's a little thing, but, man, he's got so much grit, heart, and uh, he's never wrestled before either. Uh, his granddaddy actually coached me, so it was kind of cool that I got to coach him. Uh, he, he come away with gold and um, – and we there was just so many special kids. You had kids get silver medals too. Um, John Bumgars, he's the eighth grader. He's, he's never wrestled before. We called him Baby Horse because he just flails, man. He would flail. And uh, he, he had a lot of grit and a lot of heart and come away with a medal. And then, man, uh, a leader I had in football, and he's going to be a leader on the baseball team, and he was the leader on the wrestling team, won a bronze medal. And Jackson Penley, he was awesome as well. The baby um, face assassin. That, that's Brian's guy. Brian
0: that's, to, that's my guy yeah, right there b- for the baseball w-
4: team. Yeah, Brian likes to watch him get out there on on the mound and throw. Yeah, man, he can he can he can do it. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with that ten extra feet they gonna add. Coach, th- th- then they got the Corzine kid, the the Shaw kid.
3: Who else we missing? The Colton Jordan. He's big as you are. He's two twenty. All those guys yeah. won gold.
4: Man, they 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 did awesome. Uh, William Shaw, man, he had to he had to cut weight, man. Like his. He decided to uh, – he said, come in, he said, coach, he said, do you think I could cut a couple pounds and wrestle 98? And I said, well, son, if, if you want to do that, you know, that's up to you and your parents. And, and they decided that he wanted to cut two or three pounds and get to 98. And, man, he it was like old school Pop Warner every week with him. You know, he was like, how I eat clean? And, man, he worked his tail off, um, showed a lot of heart. And, man, serious – serious as a he's a repeat county champion he won as a sixth grader he was a gold medalist as a sixth grader um he's you know a two-time county champion and you know jojo holt josiah you know man he he's just he gets on the mat and, and you never know what he's gonna do it's like man get your popcorn get ready and He's exciting, but man, all those kids, our whole team, even the kids that you know got to the second round and got fourth places to get us points, man. Daniel Lewis, um, Jada Jada Reed, um, Ethan Connor, and she come, Ethan Connor. Yeah, those kids, man. They all of them. We need. It, it was a total team win. Uh, whether they had whether they had jewelry hanging around their neck or not, uh, that trophy that we got to uh, to put the rest of the county to sleep. That's all a credit to those 18 kids that we got into that, uh, to that county championship tournament. Man, every single one of them. We needed all of them.
3: Coach, I know you. We just got to have a few minutes here on the show, and I I know you got to get back to work and all that good stuff. And I appreciate you jumping on last minute. Talk about how important it is. You you hear all these football coaches when you get to high school. You know, I know a lot of these kids will go back and listen. Talk about the importance of being on a wrestling team and being on a team that's successful. Man, this this translate translates over to football and soccer and basketball
4: and baseball it just
3: makes you tough don't it coach
4: yes sir it does man there's there's nothing like a a wrestling practice that is for sure um it takes a, a different a different level of effort and intensity to uh to make it through a wrestling practice man they uh you know we practice it's almost like that wrestling room at belmont middle school is a sauna and uh you know you get in there and we shut that door and when we shut it it's you know, we call it standing on business, and we're going to work. And, um, man, it the, the the muscles that you work in wrestling, you don't work them in other sports, you know, in practice. And then I feel like when when you get into, like in high school, you know, when you get to November like we're accustomed to at South Point High School practicing on Thanksgiving, and, and it's cold, and, you know, other kids are cramping, and, and you know, so on and so forth, and struggling. That's that those those muscles that nobody else works. Those things that nobody else does because they don't wrestle. I feel like that's when it when it comes out the most. You know, when 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 you need to go into another gear and find it, and you, it's all heart. You know, I feel like when you're one on one with somebody on a wrestling mat, that's where you find that. Well, um,
0: Coach Coach Dakota Hood. We thank you so much for joining us this morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Congratulations to your kids. And it sounds like from the stable that you have in that in that mat room, you guys have a future ahead as uh, you could put together a string of championships with this crew moving forward. Coach, thank you for your time. We'll catch up with you real soon. Yes, sir. Thank you guys very much. All right. You got it. Dakota Hood, coach of the Belmont Wildcats Middle School Wrestling Champions this year
3: i bet coach is feeding feeding those guys some of this okay yeah there's a little bit of that Yeah, filet mignons we had last night for steak tacos i bet coach is feeding them guys all kind of protein and girls right
0: yeah they're well
3: yeah when, when got some female wrestlers out there getting it done whooping up on the dudes with the winning
0: comes the spoils yeah <laughs> so there you go
3: maybe coach needs to take them to the steakhouse i know coach g's got a little money maybe he needs to come off the hip Real
0: real quick, before we get out of here, we literally have about a minute and a half, okay? The Bills-Chiefs game last night came down to one of the more creative plays. Got to hand it to Travis Kelsey. He really did a phenomenal job receiving the ball, getting it outside on a lateral to the receiver. Kadarius Toney, offside. Real quick, should the call have been made? Was it truly offside? Or what do you think?
3: You got Niner Brad up? He's, you got Niner Brad ready? Nah. <laughs> oh, there no, no, is. Right. I do now. <laughs> he had me muted. He was ready to I, go. I, well, I, I was thought he was wanting this. I thought he was on my button. Yeah. I thought he was ready it, for mine. Yeah, you the ball.
1: It was uh, a <laughs> cuss buddy. button. Um, he was offsides. I mean, there you go. No, no, more, no more commentary needed. You line up in the wrong spot, you're offsides. I mean. Tell me like you feel. Uh, listen, I heard I, I,
0: Patrick Mahomes was not happy about it. And you know, I, here's the thing: what are you not happy about? The reality is, there's one surefire way to guarantee that doesn't happen. Don't line, line up, up, up offside. sides, side. bro. It. Let
3: me ask you something: don't these guys you see you see it in pop Warner football? These guys walk up to the line, well, look at the official. 7, yeah. And, and the official t- gives him a thumbs up and yeah. says, yeah, you're good to go. So what happened
0: there? Well, the problem was is that he was one of the slot receivers, like one of the inside slot receivers. They had three on the, on the left side. Dude, he's looking back at the football. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and if in doubt,
3: just back, back up. up. Just, yeah, you can see him when, when you see the steal, his head's like this.
0: He's looking back. Look, if you're a Chiefs fan, you hate it. It sucks. But the reality is, from but, my perspective – the guy was off off offside just don't be offside you win that football Well,
3: here's what stinks is when travis kelsey they play his highlight reel when he goes into the hall of fame that one ain't gonna be on there is it
0: (laughs) because it didn't play it didn't count however okay the highlight reel also won't have taylor swift on but when uh, when we when we get wedding bells when we get wedding bells It'll be okay.
1: Speaking of that, the best meme is Travis Kelsey's walking away, and there's a picture of Josh Allen in the background, of and, Taylor Swift looking yeah, back yeah. at it. awesome.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that. All Folks, right. we thank you for tuning in on this Monday morning. We will see you tomorrow on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Glenn back on at nine o'clock. Until then, God bless everybody. We'll see you next time. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.